Hello, everyone, and welcome to More Than Macros Radio. I'm your host, Coach B. Let's talk about how I can help you figure your shit out when it comes to all the BS and the trends in the nutrition and fitness industry. I am a nutrition coach that understands the hurdles that women face every day, as I too am a wife and a mother, which is why a sustainable lifestyle can't just consist of tracking your macros. Join me each week as I, or sometimes we, talk about everything from health, wellness, nutrition, mindset, body, and fitness. The goal of this podcast is to have you think more about your habits and behaviors, your relationship with food, and for you to get really curious about where you are right now and where you want to be. If you've been struggling with your health and wellness and achieving your goals, you cannot afford to miss out on this podcast. Thanks for listening. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to More Than Macros Radio. I'm your host, Coach B, and I have with me Coach K. Hey, hey. Aaron. I'm going to call you Coach K. It's just easier. That's how I, I mean, you you sign off as Coach K. I sign off as Coach K. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and you are going to be a regular on the podcast. So I'm just going to call you, I'm going to call you Coach K because, you know. Well, it kind of makes sense. Coach B, Coach K. It just works, yes, right? It just yeah. works. Okay. So today, and this this idea, this conversation happened because you were talking to your I was at my doctor for my regular annual checkup yeah. and she was just saying like, what are, what are you up to these days? <clears throat> Pardon me to keep you, um, keep you busy. And so I said, well, I'm primarily doing nutrition coaching plus some personal training. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. So as a nutrition coach, what's your number one thing that you would say to somebody that you just like met in an elevator? And I was like, oh, wow. One thing I have to pick one thing. Yeah. Like how do you narrow it? Yeah. I'm sorry. There are so many key pieces, right? Like it's, it's like, I don't know if anybody, if you or anybody out there has read the book, The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. I have not. It's a really great book about different um, incidents in history. Like he goes into a bunch of historical um, situations and he talks about how it's never one thing that causes something to happen. It's a, an accumulation of a few things until you get to a tipping point. And I feel the same way about nutrition coaching. That being said, her question prompted me to say, okay, like if I was in an elevator with somebody, or if I was, I was sitting next to somebody on an airplane or a bus or whatever, and they said to me, what's, what's your, you know, top three things I thought, okay, I could come up with top three Actually, I have a bonus one too, but um, yeah. So top three things that you would say to somebody about nutrition, if they were to ask or tell their like nutrition life story. So before you jump into that, it's funny that you just said this, and I'm going to preface this with the fact that Karen and I, before we start recording, we were just talking, we we're just, you know, shooting the shit, whatever. But I just wrote down my fourth. I have a bonus too. <laughs> really awesome <laughs> because it's so hard like I because I was thinking about this on my way down to get a drink for the podcast and I'm just like oh because I, I it's just something I heard earlier today and I'm like you know what it's true and I you know I did one um before we jumped on the, the podcast I had one client check-in that I wanted to get done before and that it's kind of like the conversation I had with her so I'm gonna let you start what's your number okay so Karen I'm sitting beside you on an airplane I don't know who you are but you're like wearing your like MBF shirt. You're, and, and I see on the back, you're a nutrition coach. I'm yeah. going to ask you if, you know, I'm struggling. What are the top three things? And I'm not telling you what my specific struggles are though. Just okay. be like, I know, I don't really know much about nutrition. And I saw that you're a nutrition coach. So what would be the top three things that you would recommend to your clients? Like how do you, like, yeah, just pretty much there. Okay, so I'll preface this by saying that these are in no sort of like particular order. Like this isn't not, this isn't like the number step one, one step two. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. all kind of like up there in the top three. So one thing that I would say is keep it super simple. This is something I also often in my posts and stuff, um, my reels and my stories, I'll sign off by saying, keep it super simple. There's no need to make this fancy um, keep it basic. And I think part of the issue with nutrition out there, especially if you're following all these people online, is it's so confusing and it's so complicated and it doesn't need to be complicated. You don't need to be this like gourmet chef in order to eat in a way that supports your goals. It can, you just, it, it just needs to be kept simple. 
Think about what protein you want on your plate, what kind of veggie or fruit carb you want on your plate, what kind of starchy carb you want on your plate, what kind of fats you want to have. And it doesn't need to be fancy. It just needs to hit those targets, whatever your targets are for your goals. Um, but yeah, you don't need to be making these, these wild fancy meals and you don't need to be following some complicated diet or meal plan in order to make it work right yeah um if that being said if something like intermittent fasting or keto or carnivore or one if those kinds of things work for you and you can do it sustainably like as in for the rest of your life then go for it right but it doesn't need to be com that complicated you don't need to have all of these rules um, and regulations around what you're eating and when and how much and all of that kind of stuff right I love that. Do you want me to go with my one of mine? Yeah, Should sure. We go back and forth. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. So I'm going to go along the same lines as Karen, but I'm going to kind of break it down a little bit. So I really truly do believe that people just need to know the, the foundations, the basics first. There are so many times where I have somebody who would be like, so, so which uh, supplement should I be taking? Um, or what pre-workout should I take? And what time should I eat? And I, I, to me, it's like, okay, I'm not making fun. The reality is, is that you're, you're, you're jumping way ahead. Mm -hmm. If you don't understand the basics of the food. So I'm not saying that you have to know every detail about calories and macros, but you actually should understand what a calorie is and what it means and why it matters. I do think that you should understand what your macronutrient profiles are. So carbs, fats, and proteins, and what those mean to you. And also too, that you really should establish those foundations, understanding hydration and fiber, like what processed food versus non-processed, like very basic stuff. It doesn't have to be like, all these chemicals are my food. I can't eat these. No, you just need to know that calories do matter. Um, protein, fats, and carbohydrates matter. Fiber is important for overall health and well-being. Um, and that supplementation, if we were to look at the pyramid, it's the least because you shouldn't have to supplement if you're eating a well-balanced intake of food yeah. and balance is going to look different for everybody. So you just have to be very basic about it. But if there's one thing that I've been told in the past by people that have worked with me, they always said to me, my basic stuff, the stuff that I taught them about just understanding calories and macros and just the truths behind food is really what helped establish where they started to get to where they are now with maintaining their goals, regardless of what it is. It could have been like a fat loss goal or a performance-based goal, or even like trying to, you know, get in shape for a show or a photo shoot or whatever. They still understood that, oh, I, protein's important. And it, this is what it works, how, how it works for me. And these are proteins. These are not fats, you know, and this is a carbohydrate and, oh, I can eat things out of a box and still be okay. I was listening to um, a podcast earlier today and I want to say it was, um, well, I know who was talking, but I'm trying to think about what he was talking about uh, in terms of like flexibility with food. And at one point in time, he, he really truly thought that clean eating was the only way to get through life. And not understanding that you can have pizza and, and, and still enjoy life. So understanding what's in pizza, like people just call it bad, but like, Hey, it's, it's got some food groups on it. It does. Right. And, and just understanding just your basic stuff, but you shouldn't be worrying about supplementation. You shouldn't be worrying about meal timing. You shouldn't be worrying about a lot of those things. You should really just understand what nutrition looks like for you in terms of like, what's a basic calorie, what's a basic macro, um, and fiber really basic, yep. basic shit foundations. Yep. Boom. Build. Overthinking it can really kind of, um, cause frustration and cause people to throw in the towel. Right. So, well, yeah, especially when there's so much misinformation. So yes. like, if you said, to, if you came to me and said, well, you know, what protein supplement should I take? But then you're also thinking that you got to eat high fat, but you don't even know what fats are. And, you know, you're told that you got to do this. Like you should understand like what, like, okay, what are fats? Mm -hmm. Do you even like that? What are carbohydrates? Do you even like those understanding that like even things like vegetables, Karen, do you know how many times I'm told just eat your veggies, but don't eat carbs. I'm like, you do understand that yeah. those are carbohydrates, right? Exactly. Right. And don't, but people food. don't, they won't put them in the same category. Yeah. Yeah. No, but people think carbs are bread, pasta, yeah. Crackers. Rice, and you know why? Potatoes. Everything you just listed is a process slash food that has been called bad in the past and 
put in the category of carbohydrates. Yeah. So those classifications, and again, simple shit. If you actually yeah. understand the basics, you'll under, you'll identify that, oh, well, vegetables are carbohydrates. I eat those every day. And you and stop to label carbohydrates them. too, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. Yeah. So basic foundations. What's your next one? My next one is know your why. And this is a really big one, a big um. I find it's one of the hardest things for my clients to work on because it involves a shit ton of work for some people. It means digging into your reasons behind what you eat, when you eat, how much you eat. And it can be, it can be like the woo woo stuff, right? The, your relationship with food, your mindset around things. Um, you know, digging into things like scarcity mindset, digging into things like um, self-limiting beliefs and um, situations that have happened in your past, interactions with people um, that have formed your um, thoughts around food, um, your relationship with food, the reasons that you're eating. So I look back at my own journey and I realized the big sort of um, aha moment for me was I realized I was using food to fill holes in my soul. I was using it whenever I was um, frustrated, angry, resentful, sad, lonely, tired, like all of the things I thought I could fix it by eating, right? And so understanding the reasons why I was choosing the foods I was choosing in the quantity I was choosing them um, when I was eating them you know sitting on the couch eating a pint of pint of Ben and Jerry's at the end of a long day after my kids had gone to bed I felt like that was going to soothe everything and make me feel better and actually it didn't it didn't get rid of any of the emotions and it made me feel physically horrible right um, so understanding it's, I always, I say to my clients, it's always, I shouldn't say always, that's just sort of so black and white, but it's often way more than just about the food. There's stuff behind it that we have to unravel and rumble with. And unless we do that, it's, it's, that, un, it's that unraveling and rumbling that helps us change the habits and behaviors around what we're eating, how much we're eating, when we're eating. And that's what actually causes the change in the what we're eating, how much we're eating and when we're eating, right? So know your why. I love that. I would put that up there too, for sure. I would agree with Karen and um, I'm, I, I, I'm just gonna add something to it, but I'm not, that's not my, that's not one of them. Um, I do think that what she said about like, it's, it's more than just macronutrient profiles. It's really absolutely more than even how you look and, and all that stuff. So understanding that purpose is really, really important. And it will move that needle, um, mm -hmm. more than just the external factors that might be, um, part of those, those motivations. My next one would be comparisons are the killer of joy. And with that, the assumptions, mm -hmm. and this comes from just recent conversations, but also just um, a couple of DMs I've received too, where the assumption of somebody else and how they look is the way in which you want to look. Therefore, I'm going to do what they're doing. And you are an, you have to understand you're an individual. So what, what works for one person may work, may not work for you, but it may work for another. It's hard to say because everyone is different with how they, you know, do their approach. Like I, I look at bodybuilding and we all do the same shit. Like we all basically diet hard as fuck. And then we all get shredded, but the methods that we do and the, and the way in which we approach things and how we cycle our food and blah, 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 that's the details. They, they get a little bit different. Right. But the preface is, or sorry, the preface, the, the idea is, is that you're still in a low calorie intake and that's the deficit works. But if we were to compare ourselves to other people, like the magazines and stuff like that, it just, we assume that they're healthy. We assume that, geez, whatever they did is, is the answer to my problems. But those assumptions and those, those thoughts are, they are, they're absolutely blurred. And the reason why they're blurred is because you are just looking on the outside. In so many cases, I was told, that I looked amazing when I was getting ready for my shows. And people who didn't know I was competing would say those words. 
And I would be like, yeah, like I'm, I'm going to be competing. And I would explain to them, but they never thought that, oh my God, that I would have to eat as little as I was, or that I was, you know, in the gym as much as I was. Right. They just assumed that I looked that way and I must be eating healthy, Mm -hmm. but I was never the healthiest human, never the healthiest human when I was competing. And so those assumptions, so like you look at somebody and you think, well, I want to look like that. You don't know what they're doing. It could be somebody who has a binge eating disorder. Mm-hmm. They, they might be thin and they might even have muscle, but they're going home at night and they're binge eating. Mm-hmm. So you may not want their protocol. You may not want to actually look like them because of the extreme nature of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then on the other side of things, you see somebody doing keto and you're like, I can do that. But what you don't understand is that eliminating a food group could absolutely be detrimental to your mental health. And you don't see that yet. You just see that they are successful because they've lost weight, but are they successful? Well, maybe see them six months from now or a year from now and ask that question, but you don't give yourself that time. No different than you don't give yourself time to even try something different that would actually make, make more sense or alignment. So, you know, comparisons, like wishing that you look like somebody else, wishing you could do what they're doing, wishing, wishing, wishing it is the killer of joy, because I'll tell you this right now. Um, I, I, I actually did the same thing when I was competing. I wished I was leaner. I wished I looked harder. I wish I was more vascular. I wish it was bigger, all these things, but I also knew what some of that made that would have taken to do there to, to get there. And I was just like, I'm not willing to do that, but it was only because I'm a little bit more educated than the gen pub that I knew that I didn't want to go down that road. But at the same time, I also don't want to be somebody who's a high level CrossFitter because holy fuck the work and time, right? I don't want to, you know, but again, here's the thing. I've got a fine example and I'm going to use CrossFit. I, there was a, um, a good, good friend of mine and coach at the local box here in Leduc. And I would have clients who knew who she was and say, I want to look just like her. And I'm like, my God, can I, I, I'm going to, I don't even know the ins and outs of everything that she does. I just know how often I see her. She's in the gym three times a day. You know, she eats a shit ton of food. You know, she's, you know, sleeping. She takes afternoon naps. She doesn't work a full-time job. Like she coaches, but she's not working a nine to five. Like there are so many of these things. So yeah, you want to look like her, but do you realize what it takes to do what she's doing? And do you really want to do that? So again, you look at somebody, the cover magazines and and the person beside you, your best friend, and you wish to be like them, but I'll tell you this right now, you gotta, you gotta know that you're assuming that from the outside, just because of how somebody looks, it's some sort of better way of life and you're going to feel happier and you're going to be, you know, all this, but I'll tell you this right now, that is not true. Mm-hmm. And just because somebody looks thinner does not equate to health. And I think, you know, I don't know, Karen, if you and I talked about this, it might've been a conversation that one of my clients and I had on the podcast. Yeah. I think it was with Andrea, but even complimenting somebody about how they look when they're on their journey could only, it, and we have to be careful, but then how do you know, right? Unless you ask questions, but right. like, if you compliment somebody and say, wow, you look good. You don't know if that person's been starving themselves to get there. And that just reinforces the act. Yeah. Right. So we got to be very careful. So comparisons, don't compare yourself because you're doing fine. You got to find a method that works for you. And if you're not seeing the results right now, that's fine. Maybe we just need to tweak things, but it doesn't mean you have to jump onto what somebody else is doing or assume that what they're doing is the best way because it's not. 100%. I agree with all of that. And your piece there about wishing to be a certain way is a great segue into my third thing that I would say to people. And that is that if you're sitting in the spot of, I wish for this, I wish for that, I wish for this, you're going to remain stagnant. So my third thing that I, again, often say in my posts and my reels is if you want something to change, something's got to change, right? And that change, that piece of change could be one or two or three or 10 things, but it'll look different for everybody. So again, like you were saying, what one person is doing doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the thing that's going to work for you, but it comes down to taking action. And what are the things that you are willing to look at to tweak? 
and I'm not coming at this from the perspective of we need to completely eliminate food groups, right? We don't need to go from, um, you know, the point where you're at now to complete restriction of things, right? You can't go to family gatherings. You have to pull out all carbs. You have to, you know, never drink wine again. Like, I'm not going to go down that route. But if you want something to change, something's got to change. So what is it about what you're doing now that's not working or that's holding you back from seeing the, the changes that you want to make? And what kinds of tweaks are you willing to make to those things in order to create the change that you're looking for? Yeah. And I think one thing to add to that is like, how do you think these changes will improve your life? Like, what do you think that value is? Right. Mm -hmm. I think that if people ask, get curious, ask more questions. Right. I mean, yeah. I, that's another thing I would ask, but, or say, but the juice has like to be one. worth the squeeze. Right. Yeah. But you see, and now what you've just said relates back to where I'm going because it's all about creating that awareness. So how do you know what needs changing unless you're willing to sit with it to figure it out? So it's for me, were you done Karen, by the way? Yes, I was. Yeah. So you go on to your number three. Thing. <laughs> this is how we work. We cut, yeah, I cut her off. She cuts me off. This is how it is. Um, I think the third one for me is where are you right now versus where you were, right? Like you are a byproduct of the choices that you've been making. So like Karen said, like if you want to change, you have to be able to identify that. But if you're not willing to sit with that and figure that out and own the shit, Mm -hmm. and take the time to figure your shit out basically mm -hmm. then i i i will say that i think it'll be very a very difficult journey because you know there's a few things like number one are you someone who has a shitty relationship with food is that what you want to change or are you just geared on i want to lose weight if you understand that your relationship with food impacts your body composition then I think the journey will be easier. But if you ignore that and you don't want to talk about how you've been a binge eater um, or that you are emotional eater or stress eater, whatever you want to call it, if you don't want to talk about that and acknowledge it, then the road to that weight loss goal is going to be difficult because like Karen said, something needs changing. Yeah. Right. The, the behavior that goes with that needs to be changed. So, um, so where you, where you are right now is one thing, but where you were, and what's different. So even like those clients that come to me and I'm sure Karen, you've had a few of these where they're like, well, that, yeah, but like when I was in high school, I was this. And when I was, you know, a brand new mom, this is where I was. It was only after I had my baby and I got married and all these things. And I'm like, exactly. Do you, you just described, I don't know, four or five different phases of life. That's what's different. Yeah. Do you recognize that you being a 45 year old woman is different than when you were 20? Metabolism isn't different. We'll talk about that on the podcast, yeah. but you, you likely have changed a lot of things. You're not as active. You're not, you don't, you don't have kids tying you down. You don't have husbands, you know, tying you down either. Right. Like there's, there's these things that have changed and maybe you're not as, you know, like active, maybe you're drinking more wine to get through the day. Like there are things, lifestyle factors and stuff, but if you're not willing to figure that out, then again, you're going to miss the opportunity to actually progress you know, further in your, your journey. So really sitting with creating that awareness, understanding where you are right now, where you were and actually where you want to go. Yeah. Because absolutely. that ties back to Karen's change. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So and understanding those expectations, right? Yeah. You can't look at yourself as a 45 year old now and all of the life stuff that you have around you and expect that you your body is going to react in the same way that it did when you were 16 years old in high school playing on all the sports teams and you know being really active all day and involved and stuff like that you're a different person your body has been through different things and if you have gone through the last several years doing like yo-yo dieting or you know extreme diets or whatever that kind of stuff affects how your body is going to react now stress affects how your body's going to react now like there was there are so many factors so you can't look back even you know i've got clients right now who are like oh like five years ago i was able to lose this weight super easily and i'm like okay you've just been through a pandemic you're your job has changed. You used to be out, you know, walking from your car into your office, up the stairs, meeting with people, more social, 
like you're, you're working from home now. That's a huge change for you. You're an extrovert. That's really hard for you to take, you know, to deal with. Um, you've had COVID twice over the last three years. Like all of those things affect your body and your mind and how things, the response, right? And so you can't look back even five years ago and say, this is how it happened. So I expect it to happen the same way now, right? You're a different person now than you were five years ago. Different faces of life. You may yeah. be the 45 year old woman who's a little bit older, but you, and, and you are who you are, but you, things change. Mm-hmm. And to try and to be exactly, it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like what we just said, comparison. So like you're comparing yourself to your future, your old self. Mm-hmm. How about you compare yourself to your future self? The person that's actually made some changes. Yeah. Like, what does that woman need to do? Right. Okay. Because she's, she's now like 20 pounds lighter and she's active in her sport and she's doing this, this, and this, and she's close to retirement. What does she need to do in order to get there? Yeah. Right. And I'm not talking about like, you have to like make a big plan of like five years from now, but I'll tell you this right now, when you can do a little bit of like that forecasting for yourself, I mean, I always ask the question, like when someone says to me, well, I want to lose, you know, 25 pounds. Okay. Well, what does a person who's 25 pounds lighter do mm-hmm. reverse engineer that mm-hmm. because you need the steps. I don't, the 25 pounds we can't control, but we can definitely control the steps to get there. So right. what do you need to do? And of those steps, what's the one you want to work on that, you know, you can do today that, you know, is going to be changing your life. Yeah. I love, I love how everything kind of tied together. Now you said you had a bonus. Yes. What's bonus? And my bonus is eat more fricking protein. I would say I haven't actually done the math, but I would say probably 95% of the clients who come to me are not eating enough protein. It is. And you, and we can, can we say you work mostly with women though too, right? I work mostly with women. Yeah. Yeah. But even, I mean, if I had to separate it out between, um, females and males, I would say most of the males do come eating enough protein, but I do have males who don't eat enough protein. Yeah but women definitely do not eat enough protein. I do have one woman I'm working with right now who loves her protein. I have never had an issue with, and I, and she hasn't, she has difficulty sort of keeping the protein down to the number that I had originally set for her. So I was like, fine, we'll go a little bit higher. Like you're not going to, you know, there'll be no detrimental effects and we can, you know, pull things away from some other spots. Right. Um, but yeah, eat more freaking protein. Um, you know, we could go on forever. We could do a whole podcast on why protein is so important. And I will just suffice to say, pop into my Instagram feed. I've done posts around why protein is important. I've done, um, protein, uh, cheat sheet posts. I've done vegan protein cheat sheet posts about all of the important, the reasons that, um, protein is so, so important. Um, whether it doesn't matter whether you're looking for fat loss, maintenance, or muscle gain, it is like super, super important. And most people are not eating enough protein. Yeah. And as we age, we want to hold on to as much lean body mass as possible. So it's a benefit, mm. right? But it also plays in the role of like satiety and, yeah. and the thermic effect. And I think that people, I don't know, I think, it, I, you know, yeah, we can have another podcast about this, but I think, you know, yeah. what it is with women is that, and I'm, and I'm speaking because I'm a, I'm a woman, so I'm not trying to I don't know, stereotype here, but I just feel like they're just misinformed and don't understand what protein is, but are just, um, they think it's just meat. Yeah. Right. So like, they just like, cause I, I have this conversation and I, you know, I, sh- I don't think she'd ever listen to my podcast, but my mother-in-law, like that's her assumption is, is that it's, it's meat. Yeah. Like only animal meat. We're talking like, she doesn't even talk about fish. She'll just talk about like, ah, it's too much chicken. It's too much beef. And it's funny because when I go to her house, she barely puts any on her plate. And I'm like, you could put a full serving size and I'm not trying to, you know, pick her food apart. But when she asks me, I'm like, but there's more to protein than just, you know, chicken and beef, like have some eggs. There's lots of things, plant-based protein that you can enjoy. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think it is, it's the, it's maybe just being misinformed and um, just being like, you know, uh, we're emotional women and I'm sorry, but you're not going to want to eat a chicken breast when you're feeling down. You're going to want a glass of wine and probably a fucking piece of, I don't know, a cake, cheesecake, cookie chips. We that's, that's comfort. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that's part of it, but also too, it's the narrative we've been told our entire life that, you know, you know, 
like we just, we are, uh, emotional creatures and we can use food to help us, you know, soothe ourselves and wine's great for you. Like I see it now more than ever, how you got the wine clubs and everything else. And I'm like, yeah, sure. You can resort to that kind of stuff, but maybe if you had a better approach to your nutrition, you would also know, um, what the value is in protein. And maybe you wouldn't even want to have that stuff. Like, I don't care if you crave or not, but I mean, maybe you wouldn't want to, right. Because you're eating enough protein and, and, you know, you're, you're achieving some of these goals that protein can, can absolutely, um, support. So I like that one. It's a good one. It is absolutely important. And I think that it's the number one macro that most people are misinformed about, but also it's the one that's not demonized. I don't think it's demonized. I just think it's misunderstood. I think the other thing that I find clients say is that protein is boring and it doesn't taste good. So I'm like, so make it taste good. Like you don't have to be a gourmet chef, but you can definitely. Yeah. You don't have to just have a plain cooked chicken breast or a plain sauce and make it delicious. But you know why? Because we're told that when you add sauces and if you have butter oil, that's bad right? It's all bad because it's no longer clean eating. Clean eating is like, everything is bare minimal, um, getting caught up in the bro science of like what it takes to get shredded. And again, comparing your diet to someone who's getting ready to be in a photo shoot and, or fucking competition, or even a MMA fighter or something like that, where they're like based on weight or physique, you don't, you can't follow their diet. It's what it's like for a moment in time. And so fucking restrictive. Yeah. I believe that too, Karen. Do you know how long I would just put like herb and garlic freaking Mrs. Dash on my chicken? Yeah. I wouldn't put salsa. I wouldn't put barbecue sauce. Fuck. The only thing I would put sugar-free ketchup because I could have that on my contest prep diet. Oh God. Okay. Right. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> so that'll be said, I think this is probably maybe kind of work into that a little bit. So my bonus would be to focus on what you can do rather than focus on what you can't or what isn't working. Right. So too often when we're on a journey, we focus on what's not working. We, that there's no progress. Like you don't see the scale move or whatever. And also when you're starting a dieting protocol and I'm going to, and I'm going to say specifically for weight loss, you dwell on what you can no longer have the stuff you have to take away the stuff you got to take away. And I'm like, okay, first and foremost, there has to be some restraint buy into it or not. If you don't buy into that process, you don't go on a weight loss journey. End of discussion. Yeah. There has to be some sort of restraint. The other thing is, is that, um, if you were to focus on what's actually working in the micro version, instead of the big macro version of things, then you will see that there's progress being made. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, and I'll give you this example. So I had a client that checked in this morning and the scale is not moving like this chick. I love her. She's amazing. She just, just, just asks questions and she's fucking patient, but she's like, this scale has not moved since the entire, since we started working together, like at all. But here's the thing. We did a reverse diet. We, um, her, like her inches never, like she, she got smaller, like, so her inches changed, but her weight never changed and never changed, never changed, never changed, never changed. And then like, now we're in a cut. Like we, we worked to build up her habits, behaviors, it was nothing to do with metabolism. It had everything to do with let's get you eating more food so that you understand what it takes to plan in advance, get everything going. Let's, you know, give you time to sit at maintenance too. And the entire time, I mean, she lost a little bit of inches, but then she sailed the more food she ate, the better, right? Mm-hmm. We go into this fat loss phase. She's losing inches. Her pictures are changing and her fucking weight won't move. So there's part of her saying, this is bullshit. I want to quit because nothing's working. But on the other side, she said to me this morning, I know I need to throw my scale away or these thoughts, but at the same time, the inches are changing. And I recognize that. Yeah. The old her would never have done that. She would have just said, fuck it, you know, slash calories or whatever. And my response to her today was like, we're not changing calories, you know, because there was other things that went into it too. Like she's not feeling like regular and stuff. So I'm like, okay, maybe you're holding weight, like weight, body weight. Like, yeah. Okay. But if she were to just focus solely on that damn scale, she would have called her quits. Right. But she like, we've been working together since January and I love her. And she's very, very high achieving woman, very busy. Um, she's had to look after her parents. Like she's very, very stressed too. And everything else And her job is quite stressful, but she has done the work on Mm -hmm. the small things like 
she never really planned before. And she would just be like, fuck it. I'll just, you know, order something in, or, um, she would just go for dinner or she wouldn't even do her workout. Now she's doing things like making sure she hits her steps up at least. And that's still a win. Yeah. And like her response today was I was consistent with my tracking and I did my, I got my steps in like this, this stuff doesn't happen, <laughs> but it's, it's playing a role because we're seeing this, the slight changes. So you got to focus on what you can do. You got to focus on what's working instead of dwelling on what you think is not working. So AKA scale and also to what, what you do have to restrain mm-hmm. because there has to be something in place. I'm sorry. If, if we could just like, cause regardless, and I, I know this is probably going into another tangent, but even if you're someone who doesn't track your macros, if you're losing body weight, body fat, I mean, you are doing a form of restraint somewhere mm-hmm. because you're in a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. So whether you want to admit it or not, there's something that's changed and you're yeah. not doing something. So maybe you just, your restraint is, is that you're not eating out yeah. and you've reduced calories by default by doing that. Yeah. Maybe it's because you stopped drinking alcohol every night and now you're only drinking on Friday nights, mm-hmm. right? Small things. It doesn't have to be necessarily specific numbers and stuff like that, but I'll tell you this right now, focus on the shit that's working well. And that is happening for you rather than dwelling on what's been taken away because here's the thing too in your on your journey there's so much you're gaining like think about the knowledge yeah okay and your health and wellness like maybe you're someone who's type two and simply losing 10 pounds is taking you out of that category and your doctor's like we're going to take you off your medication yeah that's a win who cares if you haven't lost the 25 pounds the fact that you've made enough of a difference in your lifestyle factors that in, that had now an impact on your adipus, like your, your fat tissue that now has made an impact on type two diabetes and your life. That's a win. Which might mean that you're sleeping better at night because you have less sleep apnea, right? Yeah. Maybe you have, um, you don't, maybe you can go off your medication for, um, reflux because, yes. you know, like, there are all these things beyond the scale. I have a picture of myself actually at a weight, a certain weight on the scale. I'm not going to say what it is because it doesn't actually matter. Um, at one point in time in my life. And I have another picture of myself, exactly the same number on the scale. My body composition looks completely different. And this was not like during contest prep time or anything. This was outside of all of that. And it just continues to serve as a reminder to me that the number on the scale is a very useless piece of information for the most part. I can look at it as a, as a piece of data because I understand I've, you know, weighed myself in different scenarios so many times that I understand what causes that weight to fluctuate. But what's really important, as you say, is the other stuff that's going on around you. Do your clothes fit better? So this sounds so weird, but something that I noticed was I fit into airplane seats more comfortably. Like that's huge. Like who doesn't want to say, oh yeah, these airplane seats are more comfortable. Like when do you ever say that? Right. But I noticed it as a result of my body composition changing, my size changing. It didn't matter what the number on the scale said. Those kinds of things were more comfortable for me, right? Those are all huge wins. Yeah. We have to look at this other stuff around that yeah. little number that's right by our toes. If you were to do, um, and now this is a bonus bonus. If you were to reflect back, Karen, what would be the one thing in the last, let's say, let's just go the last 10 years. Is that too much time? Maybe 10, mm-hmm. five years. I don't know. What's been the one thing that you feel has been the game changer for you to be where you might've been in some negative thoughts or negative feelings about yourself and, or your progress to where you are right now? What do you think has been that thing for you? Like, what was your focus? Like, what did, what was that, that, that recommendation to yourself or that change that you did or behavior or action? I think the big thing is getting comfortable with having conversations with myself about okay, why are you doing this thing right now? And is it actually solving what you hope it's going to solve, right? Um, And what would another alternative be 
that might actually help move the needle forward for you in a sustainable way. Mm-hmm. So it's, it comes down to that digging deep thing, right? And those conversations with yourself can be so, so tough to have. Like you have to get really honest with yourself and that can be really hard to do, but that's been a game changer with me is just being honest with myself and calling myself out on my own bullshit. I feel like it would be a huge conversation. This would be a conversation that could go on forever. It's like that conversation we just press record and don't even realize we're recording that that vulnerability and honesty comes out because I know for me, it's the it's the same conversation. And I, and I know this may sound like I'm, maybe it sounds like I'm making shit up, but it's not. I promised myself that I would never die again. Mm-hmm. It was a promise I made pretty much the day I got off stage. I'm just like, I, this is fucking bullshit. This mind, it was such a, it was so, I, I don't want to drop too many F-bombs, but I can't, I don't know how to explain it. It was a mind fuck, like yeah. constant body checks, constant thoughts. You know, my self-worth was all built into how I looked. And you know, what was really, um, thinking back, I re- I do remember this feeling. So you were at the same show as I was. Mm-hmm. I remember Corey texting me and asked me how I felt. And I was just like, I was so proud of my, my clients and everything else, but I was just like, I can't even compete at this level. Mm-hmm. And yet I've been a top five contender. I've always done well. And in that moment, I thought this is where I'm at. I finally feel like I've just been deflated to a point of like no return and that's where I just said, this is fucking bullshit. I've broken myself to this point. Like I really did everything I could to get myself absolutely nowhere because all I did was compare myself. All I did was put every fucking piece of self-worth into how I looked. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like, and it took me a long time to be honest with myself so I could be honest with who I was working with. Yeah. So like, I know you said, and and we've talked about this, like, I never talked about this with my clients. Like I never said, like, I felt like, oh, you know, like Mm -hmm. the only thing I think I ever shared with a couple of clients was when I was like, when they would say, okay, well, I don't know if I'm going to be ready for my show. And I'd be like, okay, well, let's dive into that a little bit. And they would compare themselves to somebody. I'm like, yeah, but, and I would give them my reasons why I think that they're never, don't worry about it. You're like night and day. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. not even the same fucking ballpark. Let's just stop there. Like yeah. you're not, don't compare yourself to freaking some, I don't know, whatever. Dana Lynn Bailey, whatever. Yeah, Nicole right. Like you, can't, yeah. like you yeah. can't give yourself this professional status when you haven't even done the amateur level, right? Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's just like, I would say like, you don't think I feel the same way? Like I'm your coach. I should be bigger, better, stronger, shredded, you know, like, I'm, you know, and so like, I have my own self-doubt and stuff like that. But I think for a long time, it was, it was just something I had to continuously remind myself. So that all being said, I didn't mean to go on a tangent there. Reminding myself of my why was very important. So if I don't want to diet again, what will that take? Yeah. So, you know, like, yeah, for a moment there, I thought I was kind of broken for sure. I knew there were symptoms that I was experiencing, but I just ignored them because I wanted to get on stage. But because I did that work, I'm here now and I don't do the body checks. I mean, there's the occasional time where I'd be like, you look at yourself. I train now with mirrors, whereas I think that was part of it too, is like through this process, I walked away from bodybuilding, went into CrossFit where I didn't even see myself. I just focused on performance that really helped me shift gears for sure. And now I can go to the gym and see myself and not fucking care. Yeah. Cause I have that performance-based thought. I'm like, how many pull-ups can I do today? How many push-ups am I doing? How many dips am I doing body weight? And I love it because I'm just like fucking cranking them out, like no big deal. And like, you know, you got people who look at you and think, Oh my God. And I have women who are like, you're so strong. Thank you. They don't yeah. compliment me anymore on how I look. Thank fucking God. Yeah. Cause that just goes to your head. Yeah. So doing the work with all of it, the relationship with food. So going back to my why every single time I told myself I'd never die. So what does a person who never wants to die again do? Right. So, and I, I speak the truth here. I have not dieted since mm-hmm. I've only rebuilt myself. Yes. I did the reverse diet. I did all that stuff, but now I sit at maintenance. I'm the queen of maintenance. I'm going to say that because yeah. I am, I've maintained for six, almost seven years. Yep. I feel that. And it's such a great place to be in. It is so amazing. And we're not here to say don't diet, but because I'll tell you this right now, 
here's what will you will get working with us. You are going to get the truths about what it takes to diet and what and understand it. But you're also gonna you're you're also gonna hear us provide you the strategies to overcome some of the shit that holds you back, right? Mm -hmm. Because this stuff held us back. Yeah. Even though I got shredded and so did Karen, we all both had that privilege. I like to call it privilege because we took the opportunity to do it and we hired the coaches and we did all that thing, all those things. We created who we are today. Like I, I, don't regret who we are. It. I don't regret it. Nope. I'm glad not I did it because I learned a whole ton of stuff from it and yeah. that I can carry forward. Right. Yeah. But sure. we can teach you what, like we can identify stuff. So I don't even want to say I, we're, we're, we're not going to teach you. We will be able to help you, help you identify what's holding you back. Mm -hmm. So if you ask us again, what are the three top three things? It might change for you specifically, but you know, generally speaking, I think that if you were to take these three, four, um, well, now you've got eight, yeah. right? Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, strategies, you're going to see some changes, but you know, we've both been very fortunate to be in this industry a long time and also seen the things that happen, um, and know what works well. And it's not always about like trying to get to be, you know, the leanest person. It also doesn't have to mean that you're losing body fat either. And mm -hmm. I want to be very clear on that. Mm -hmm. We are not just weight loss coaches. Mm -hmm. um, we're not macro coaches either. We're the figure your shit out coaches, like mm -hmm. legit. That's what we do. You know, what do you need to do? And I think that, you know, fundamentally speaking, I think we, people skipped all of these things that we just talked about. Yeah. Would you say Oh, I would say so. Yeah, absolutely. Like protein, people skip that. Yeah. They don't understand their why. Yeah. They don't want to change or they don't know how to change. Right. They don't even know where they were, where they were. Like, and they're comparing themselves, like all yeah. this stuff, right? Yes, 100%. They don't even know what calories are. Like, yeah. I'm, I, ser I seriously, I still get those, those DMs and I'm like, and I'm not like making fun. That legitimately is a problem. If you yeah. don't understand the foundation of nutrition, you're going to have a difficult time. Yeah. This is a great conversation. Yeah. This Did you want to add anything? I should uh, give a shout out to my doctor for giving me an idea for, I know. A, for a podcast <laughs> topic. <laughs> it was great because I'll tell you, this is the stuff that gets me. It's, it's really, it's the passion, right? And I know you guys can hear it in our voices. Like we're not a one-stop shop of like, here's your macros and go. It's just, that's not how we coach. And I'm sorry, like, that's why this investment is huge. Yeah. We don't skim the surface. We go under the surface of the water and figure out what's going on behind the scenes in order to create the change that um, each of our clients is looking for. Right. Yeah. yeah. We believe in sustainability. So if you choose to work with us, you're going to find that you're going to find, find that avenue. You're going to, we're going to have a path yeah. for you, but if you choose not to, and you choose, you know, a quicker, you know, way you will be back. Yes, I almost guarantee you because sustainability means you've done the work with not only just the eight things that we've talked about, it's more. And yeah. if you consider yourself an individual, some of what we said is going to resonate. And then some of it, you're going to be like, Oh, but you didn't talk about this. Mm -hmm. And that's the shit because that's the stuff that you might say, okay, well, if they didn't talk about it, then it must not be applicable. And I must be the only person, but I will tell you this right now. That is not true. Right. It is not true. Yeah. And so. even if you are the only person that's okay, we'll work with you on that. Right. Like, you know, and if you go away and you try something else and it doesn't work and you come back, we will welcome you with open arms. Because here's the thing too, and I and I'm saying this from my own experience, and you can you can end with it, your your own experience. But I have not been surprised yet, mm -hmm. because there is so much misinformation in this industry. I've heard it all, yeah, and I've witnessed it. I've lived some of it, and I just don't think that there's anything that you could bring to the table that I would be like, well, fuck, unless it's completely out of my lane. Um, but I, I mean, you tell me you, you've got a stressful life and you're a mom of like 20 kids. That might be a little bit difficult for me to understand because yeah. <laughs> I only got two, but I still have children Yeah, and I still live a busy life and work a busy life and all this kind of stuff. And Karen's the same thing. So, but yeah, this is a great conversation. I love yeah, it. This is fun. Um, okay. So one last thing you and I need to figure out. So this wasn't a grind your gears kind of conversation. This was more of like our top our top four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our top eight. With a couple but, other sort of side things mixed in there. Yeah. 
I'm going to close off this podcast with a question for you that you can leave with the audience. So before we sign off, this is, I got to find a different way to sign off. So this is what I'm going to do. So if there's, what's one piece of advice that you can give today to help somebody move the needle 1% better or forward tomorrow? Just one thing. I don't care what it is. Um, one thing that is not, not something that I have already mentioned in my top three plus my bonus. Yeah. Oh, geez. Make a list, make lists of if you want something to change, what is the stuff, what will be the, um, the good stuff that you will happen as a result of this change? What, what will be the pros? What will be the cons? But then add to that list, what are your unknowns around that change? Because those are the questions that are still unanswered. And it doesn't mean that when you look at this change that you wanna make, that if you have um, 30 things in your pros list and only 10 in your cons list, that doesn't mean that it, just because you have more in your pros list doesn't mean you have to go with that change, right? Yeah. And vice versa, right? Um, but it's that list of unknowns that is probably going to tell you what path you need to take. And sometimes having a coach can help you get through that list of unknowns, but really sitting with that list of unknowns and um, doing some work there to, to figure out whether that change is the right step for you. That was amazing. So thank you for that. You guys heard it. She gave you guys your last final like task for the day. Move that needle 1% further. So we will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. And don't forget to tag me at Motivate and Be Fit and follow or subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. And please don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This allows the podcast to grow while helping more people figure their shit out. Chat to you next week.